Hi, everyone. This is Anne-Marie Lockhart, and you're listening to Vox Poetica's 15 Minutes of Poetry. And I have a guest with us today named Joan McNerney. Thank you for joining me, Joan. Oh, it's my pleasure. I'm so happy to be here. I'm so happy to finally meet with you over the phone, and we have a chance to (laughs) chat a little bit. It's just great. It's awesome, and I, I want to dive right in with some of your work because you have so much good stuff that everyone can find on Vox Poetica as well as elsewhere. Um, but let's start giving people something to listen to. Okay. Uh, this uh, was uh, um, inspired by the uh, photograph of the seals near the rocks in, in the ocean front. And so this is the poem. Hurry, let's stand and sun like faulty seals, touching mud with all our toes. One big wave can push us over, laughing, tumbling in the brine. We'll dive in ocean, hiss, swish, riding with blue whales, blue waves, brush of foam, and windy ripples, sunbeams chasing quicksilver fish. Floating through our shining world, fragrant clouds, feathery clouds, we weave one arm after another, wearing bracelets of watery pearl. Now, that poem... um was inspired by Seal Rock, which is a photograph by Danny Forehand. And that ran um, at Vox Poetica as part of the prompt cycles. And um, tell me, you know, what, how you looked at that photo and got to that poem. Uh, well, I, I, I started remembering, because um, I haven't been in the ocean and I really miss it, and remembering my when I was younger, and we used to go down to Coney Island and uh, Brighton Beach and all those places, and how much fun we had, and how we we would just go towards the breakers, and they would uh, make us fall, and we would laugh, and uh, and we would just dive around and the, find the the just find ourselves in a shining world of of happiness as we were swimming along, um, mm-hmm. enjoying ourselves. You know, that was a while back, but I do <laughs> I still swim. I love to swim. I'm I'm quite the swimmer. So. <laughs> I I think the interesting thing about writing ecrastic stuff is um when I write that way, I, I never really know what's going to leap out at me as being the, the key into the uh, actual picture. And I know for a lot of people it's hard because they feel they have to write a description or a narrative about the actual photo. And I find if you can let go of that idea and just free yourself to whatever voice in that photo speaks to you, it ends up maybe not being um, much about the photo at all, but it does provide a very full experience. And you've been writing this way for a while. Um, how 
easy or difficult is it for you to get that that hook into the image every time you look at something new? Um, well, uh, if, if it's something like um, that I can identify with in my own life, mm-hmm. uh, even though it's like I'm thinking of the one, the poem I wrote, Adrift, and it really had nothing an awful lot to do with the photograph. It was a photograph, I believe, of a building that was a, yeah. a, a, a sort of ground building. But I thought of myself and my own mm. life. Um, mm-hmm. So would you like, if I can find it, talking about I'd love for you to read that one, yeah. That would be great. Uh, here it is. Adrift, this long bridge of morning follows splashes of dreams. We sit silently reading calligraphy of oceans. Why did you leave stealing my big sky? Evening is the dawn of nighttime. Will winds carry my prayers to heaven? And... The way I felt about it was that there was a tremendous sense of loss mm-hmm. um, uh, in in that photograph, and I just think of you know the long morning after we've had sort of the reality after we've had a, a sort of a wonderful experience, and mm-hmm. it's gone. And mm-hmm, I, I think mm-hmm. I often touch on that. Um, yeah. You know that that everything is transient. In fact, the first poem yeah. that you published, "Birthday Present," was about that. Yeah. You remember that? That was a long, I long do time remember ago. That. <laughs> well, it was. But what's funny is, I you know there are things I associate with your writing, and I do um, always get a sense of it's not um, nostalgia, but it's there's a poignance to a lot of the pieces that you write. And they they touch uh, sometimes indirectly, sometimes more overtly on loss and um, and living through loss and coming to another side from that. But uh-huh. but I don't find that your work is you know depressing or you know you don't walk oh, away no. thinking oh my god. <laughs> In fact, a lot of the time your your work makes great use of humor. So why don't you talk a little bit about that? Because you do it in a lot of different ways. And I think for for your work, it, it becomes almost signature. Yeah, well, I might as well read the poem that is people seem to really love, <laughs> um, <laughs> The Operator. Mm-hmm. And we've all experienced this, you know, and we're all ready to tear our hair out. But anyway, this is it, <laughs> The Operator. With such a pleasant voice, so sincere and trusting, a female, of course, she was automated and kept on, kept on, kept on, apologizing how she did not get it right, mangling my unfortunate last name till finally it became memory. I am not an (laughs) utter breast person. 
It's bad <laughs> enough being Irish. She hinting I was mammal, as in a whale. She sounded thin. Her callback was also unreasonable. What was wrong with my yes? After four times, I considered disconnecting my phone. Finally, I pressed the right button, and our conversation ended abruptly. (laughs) The automated world, right? (laughs) Well, that's the kind of it, right? You're talking about this disconnected reality we live in, but in such a way that makes it, you know, certainly relatable, identifiable, and funny. You can't help but laugh when you read that. (laughs) I know, I know. It's it's like you're relating something in a conversation, you know, and it, it takes on this poetic quality, but it doesn't lose the familiar part, you know, that familiar um, element of, you know, I'm telling somebody what happened to me today, which was so annoying and funny. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. It's something we're all relating to at, at this point in civilization or what. What passes for civilization, mm-hmm. whatever you want to call it. And, and you, like, it's not the first time you've written about that. You have written more work on that kind of theme. Yeah, I wrote Virtual Love, which uh, uh, because I'm uh, single and I'm uh, older, uh, a lot of people have told me, well, you'll find someone and so forth. So I thought I would write... Uh, a virtual poem about virtual love. <laughs> a long, slim poem full of hyperbole and alliteration drifted into the wrong email box. There, she met an erudite, rich text format file. <laughs> they became attached. Her pleading Metaphors lifted his technical jargon. They were a word couple spinning through cyberspace, giddy with inappropriate syllables. (laughs) Pretty sexy, huh? (laughs) It's going to be rated R, this program. I don't know if I'm allowed to say this. (laughs) The FCC is going to be on my back now. (laughs) Well, you know what? The wordplay in that is awesome. And, um, you know, and again, it's, you know, you're taking something that is more than just funny. It's also uh, you're commenting on a part of of our living today that, um, without the humor, becomes harder to deal with. So that that makes it so much more manageable. Uh-huh. Um, you also write a lot of haiku. Now, yes, I do. Um, tell me about that. Why haiku? Well, I actually like pieces that are short, and uh, mm-hmm. the pieces I've read today can you you see that they're short. I don't like yeah. a poem that goes on and on and on unless it's uh, telling me a story. I just I start getting um, confused by it. It, it. They become kind of confusing for me. And there's nothing shorter than a haiku. In fact, 
I've gotten so bad that I write two-line haikus now. Um, uh, rather than that, but they technically the old school of haiku um, is five seven five five syllables seven syllables five syllables, but you're not supposed to distort the idea behind the poem to reach that uh, mm-hmm. you know to reach that. Uh, that's just sort of a guide, uh, mm-hmm. and that's how I started when I was younger, uh, writing them. But now I'm starting to uh, write uh, two lines, a haiku. I am mm-hmm. because, well, we live in such a fast-paced world. Yes, yes, and you're right. time is actually speeding up. Believe it or not, yep. isn't that wild? You're totally right. I agree 100% with what you're saying. Um, and I and I find so what I'm what I'm curious about. I, I I totally I think you're absolutely onto something with that. But when you are setting out to write, say the two line haiku, which concept comes to you first? The fact that you're going to use this format, and then you find something thematically that will fall into that, or do you have a theme and you think, oh, this would be perfect for a haiku? I think it's because I've written so many of them and mm. I just sort of see something like fleeting that, mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. That, that, that I say that should be uh, a, a haiku. Like, for instance, mm-hmm. the one that I wrote that you included in your uh, latest series, the musical mm-hmm. series. Yeah. I, this is something I was at the, uh, at a concert an outdoor evening concert, and you know the birds tend to really <laughs> chirp away as the sun is going down. And <laughs> I, I, I said, you know, an outdoor concert, which is sweeter, mm-hmm. the flute or bird song in woods. Mm-hmm. And right. I, I, it was really hard for me sitting there. I, I mean, it was wonderful, but it, it was like, which is more beautiful. Well, they're both beautiful. Right. And right. Uh, that's why I wrote it. Uh, it. It was that kind of an experience, unlike the operator, which is a totally... <laughs> I don't know if I could have handled her in three lines. <laughs> you know, that's a different experience. Choice but, words you'd have had to use for that. I find... That you know, for for me, haiku is an exercise in um, focus, in narrowing down the focus to a pinpoint. But what I like about reading your haiku is it it seems much more expansive to me than it could be um, technically for me to write that. It's impossible to write anything that expansive, but you do that so well in your haiku, and I find that to be very enjoyable as a reader. Um, oh, thank you. Thank you and very so challenging much. as a writer. <laughs> I, I am always amazed. I don't know how she does that. <laughs> you know, that the one you just read is not, you know, down to the, the, the simplest line in a leaf. It's actually a bigger idea, and that, that is really hard to do in such few words. Um, right. I, you I have, but you have but, you an know, exciting it, project coming up right now. Well, I would love for you to tell us about that before we close. Oh, yes, the wonderful project that I've been so lucky um, 
that another publisher, online publisher, Camel Saloon, has decided to um, publish my uh, some of my love poems. And mm. if you would like, I can read uh, the first one that uh, will be in that group. I would love I, that. Okay. And it's uh, it's a Camel Saloon Books on Blog. Blog. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Tonight, chimes tap against our window pane. This evening becomes starry sapphire as seagulls rise in flight over rooftops. Winds wrapping around trees, tossing leaves. The courtyard is full of aromas from dinner time. Shadows growing longer each minute. Lights go on and I wait for you. Oh, that's beautiful, Joan. Thank you. And there's more where that came from. I'm going to be at the uh, Camel Saloon Books on Blog. When is that going to be live, do you expect? Uh, sometime in August. Oh, soon. Um, Coming soon. Excellent. Yes, yes. Very exciting. Very, very, very exciting for me. And oh, it's wonderful. I'm very pleased about the whole thing. And can we talk a little bit about the artwork that will be accompanying that, or, we, or is it not official oh, yes, at this point? Oh, yes, I'd love to mention that. <laughs> that. That is Julie Hunt's Beautiful Hearts that yeah. inspired me so much that I wrote a poem about that, um, yeah. about, uh, about uh, Gabby's Smile, which I don't know yeah. where it is. But I did it, write. Well, a poem. it will be appearing in print in um, the anthology. That probably isn't going to come out till sometime next year at this point. But um, that will actually uh, see print again. It, it just came up with the cycle, so it will be available in a print format sometime in 2012. Um, so check out Camel Saloon Books on Blog in August to see Joan's um, exciting project and her. Um, and the the appearance of artwork by our own Julie Ellinger Hunt, which is always exciting to see uh, two people whose work I admire so much in the same place. I, I'm really glad that both of you are getting showcased at Camel Saloon. That makes my day. Um, Joan, do you and have you a quick poem to end on? who oh, expedited you know. that, and I want to thank you. Well, it's you know, it's great to see that, you know, when, when these tentacles of what we spread outward... And uh, I, I love coming across, you know, the places that you publish your work because that, that brings me the opportunity to spread some good words to other people and give people places where they can find another outlet for their own. You know, it's hard as a writer to find a, a place that you feel uh, your work belongs at, you know, that you can continuously yes. look and look and look, and it's great to get new new information. So we like to well, spread that so word much. here. Joan, do you have a quick poem to read on the way out the door? Uh, can I read Gabby's smile? Yeah, you found it, yeah. <laughs> That's inspired by Julie Hunt's um, beautiful picture. It's called We're in the Park the Under Shady Trees. An 18-month-old child stops to visit. She wears purple, blue, and pink 
exploring grass as new as she is, doesn't cry when she falls, tightly hugs her stuffed toy bear. I bring my water bottle close to me. Bitty golden curls cover her head. She beams when I say, how beautiful. Her eyes are two blue cups of joy. Remembering Gabby's glow still can power up my morning. <laughs> and that is a classic prompt poem and uh, a nice, nice example of how a, a, an image can take you someplace. Um, so that that is great. I want to thank you so much for joining us today, Joan. We ran out of time, and uh, we're going to have to have you back on. Oh, that would be wonderful. Thank you so much. <laughs> thank you for listening, everyone. I'll be back next week, and I hope that uh, this summer week finds you inspired to write. Go to Vox Poetica. Uh, com and take a look at the prompts link and you will find an image there that should give you some inspiration and um, hopefully we'll get to see what you like. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye.